there. I am Kelly Amstas, the genealogy investigator, and you guys are joining me on Crime Travel in Toledo, Ohio. Um, I am really, really excited for you to be joining me. I wanted to bring to light some true crime that happened in the early years of Toledo, Ohio, um, back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And I'm just really excited to share just a different side of things. Um, people forget the history that happened and the crime and the murders that were happening are kind of out of the spotlight. And I just kind of wanted to bring some light on them. I think there's an innate fascination with murder and crime and the stories that go with it. So I'm really excited to share these stories with you guys. I do want to warn um, if you have younger listeners, please make sure that you're censoring before you allow them to listen because some things were written a little bit more graphic um, in the early days than they are today. Censorship wasn't really a thing. So I do want to caution, but I'm really excited for you guys to join me. This has been a passion project for me and I'm just over the moon to bring it to light. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Today we have the case of um, an 1884 murder of Mrs. Gottlieb Stahl, and I call this one Get a Murderer. So on December 20th, 1884, Mrs. Elizabeth Lizzie Stahl, um, who was married to Gottlieb Stahl, um, she is a saloon keeper keeping saloon on Rose Street in Toledo, Ohio. She's robbed and murdered by strangulation between the hours of 2 and 4 p.m. on the 20th of December. So that's a little background. Let's go ahead and jump in. From the weekly Jefferson on the 25th of December, 1804, the headlines read, Horrible murder, mysterious tragedy at Toledo, an old lady, the victim. One of the boldest and most daring murders ever perpetrated here was committed Saturday afternoon, as is the third time within six months that respectable citizens have been murdered in our midst. Near the baseball grounds on Monroe Street, Mrs. Stahl, age 73, resided and was last seen alive at about half past one in the residence of Mrs. Walford and where she remarked she was going downtown. The next thing seen of her was about a quarter past four when John Heller, a driver of the Buckeye Bottling Works, who entered her house and stumbled across a form as he entered. The room being dark, he lighted the gas and discovered Mrs. Stahl lying face downward on the floor. He called across the street for help, saying something was wrong and help arriving. It was soon discovered she was dead, murdered, and the coroner was sent for. As soon as the coroner arrived, the patrol wagons were called, and with it, Detective Cherry arrived on the scene. The surroundings were examined, and footmarks, which were still fresh, were found. The marks were especially noticeable as the heels were large nails, um, were pressed in and the prints of them were very plain within the snow. I am going to caution right now because it is going to get a little graphic. Coroner Hollister then turned the body over and found that she was gagged with rags and a silk handkerchief and that her false teeth had been forced into her throat and a cotton handkerchief was twisted tightly around her neck with no doubt had caused her death. Her face was considerably disfigured but no marks of other violence were present. She was also bound hand and foot. It was generally supposed that she kept a large sum of money in the house, but this was not the case as she was robbed about a year ago of that large sum and had since kept but little money on the premises. 
It's not known how much money the murderers secured, but they left $25.90, which was in a cigar box, untouched. They went through the entire house and turned everything upside down. Early this morning, the police arrested Larry King and a companion who gives the name of Jackson. King has been out of the Wisconsin Penitentiary only a few months. So that kind of gives us our background. Um, I kind of wanted to go a little bit further because the story keeps going. So we talk about Larry King. Um, his name was Albert King, but he was better known as Larry. He was a noted confidence man and was arrested on Saturday evening on the charge of being a suspicious person. He has secured Judge Harrington for counsel, and the case is continued until Wednesday, bail being fixed at $100. It was supposed that he was arrested on suspicion of being implicated in the murder of Mrs. Stahl, but the fact is that at the time that deed was committed, he was in a gambling room engaged at a game of cards. Larry's motive imposing upon people has been generally successful, but never known to have been in the line of crime as serious as murder. So our plot thickens a little bit. Then we move on to the 12th of March of 1885. We find William Mortimer and George Fordham under arrest in Toledo, Ohio for the murder of Mrs. Stahl last December. We build upon that a little bit more and the Lima News reports that Toledo police have been terribly worked up for weeks over its utter inability to catch the men who murdered old Mrs. Stahl in her saloon in broad daylight December on December 20th. Every effort has been made without avail until yesterday when Detective Mahone made an arrest, which seems important. He went all the way to Chicago and gathered in George Fordham, a Toledo carpenter, and William Mortimer, of Chicago. It is alleged that these two young men bought tickets for Chicago the day of the murder, paying for the same in small change, and also that they had a handkerchief supposed to belong to one of them found around the neck of the old lady. Both men refused to talk and manifest no surprise at their arrest. So we are building our plot a little bit more. Then we go to trial in April of 1885, and the Summit County Beacon reports a Toledo trial of Fordham and Mortimer, charged with murder of Mrs. Saul on December 20th, ended in the prisoner's discharge. There was much enthusiasm over the result, the prisoners being carried from the courtroom to a carriage in waiting. So now we have no murders at all. We started with one who had an alibi. Then we had two more which our circumstances are not really highlighted as to why they were discharged. Obviously the evidence just didn't hold up. And then all of a sudden, it, our story turns really crazy. The 2nd of January in 1894, the Indianapolis News reports that George Kohler of Peru has been taken to Toledo, Ohio to answer a charge of murder. On the 20th of December, 1884, of Mrs. Gottlieb Stahl of that city, who kept a saloon, was murdered and robbed of $1,100, and a reward of $2,000 was offered for the arrest and conviction of her murderer. Today, Mrs. George Kohler telegraphed the police superintendent of Toledo, wanting to know if the reward was still held good, and receiving an affirm affirmative reply, she accused her divorced husband, George Kohler. 
Mrs. Kohler admits that revenge and the prospective reward induced her to betray Mr. Kohler, who was a husker in Toledo at the time of the murder. Um, husker just means he was kind of like a peddler. Um, the accused say that he will have no difficulty in establishing his innocence. So now we have another person who is suspected of murder. So um, this story really gets crazy. So I am gonna. Um, so in on the fourth of January, two days after George Kohler is arrested. Um, the Indianapolis Journal says um, Mrs. George Kohler is wanted as a witness against her husband. There was a peculiar method by which the perpetrator of an old crime was detected. Chief of Police Rates of Toledo, Ohio, has been in the city um, in Indianapolis looking for Mrs. George Kohler and located her yesterday afternoon at number 75 North Alabama Street. Mr. Rates wanted Mrs. Kohler to return with him to Toledo and testify against her husband, from whom she is divorced in a murder case, and she has agreed to return with the officer. Now we're going to get a little bit more descriptive, so I do want to warn again. Um, on December 20th of 1884, Mrs. Gottlieb Stahl, a woman 70 years of age, was murdered by strangulation in her saloon on Monroe Street in Toledo, Ohio. The motive was robbery and the murder secured $1,100 in his dastardly crime. The crime caused a sensation in Toledo at the time and a detective named Mahone endeavored to fasten the crime upon two young men named Mortimer and Fordham and succeeded in working up a strong case against them, but they established their innocence. After this, a storm of public indignation drove McMahon from the city and he never returned. The police received their information leading to the arrest of Kohler from a, name manned, a man named Harper. After her divorce from her husband, Mrs. Kohler lived with a man named Kiri who is now serving a term in the Detroit workhouse for larceny, and she told him of her husband's guilt. A young boy named Finn worked for Carrie and overheard the latter say one time if Kohler did not leave his divorced wife alone, he, Carrie, would send him to the gallows. The boy afterwards told Harper what he had heard. Harper, to secure the reward, offered to capture the murderer, cultivated the acquaintance of Kohler and warmed in his confidence. He introduced Kohler to accompany him to Bunker Hill in the state of Indiana, where Mrs. Kohler was at that time located. As Harper supposed, Mrs. Kohler became very angry when she thought her divorced husband was again following her about and wrote him a letter in which she threatened to expose his murder of Mrs. Stahl if he did not leave at once the town. Kohler is illiterate and Harper had to read the letter to him. Harper and Kohler started to return to Toledo and Harper telegraphed the authorities at that place to meet them at the train and arrest Kohler. A detective was detailed and when they arrived at Toledo, both men were placed under arrest. Harper was immediately discharged, his arrest merely being for the purpose of throwing Kohler off his guard as to the cause of his arrest. So, we have like this whole inner story this this one is really crazy this is 1884 and now we're into 1894 um so i just kind of want to put that into perspective now what happened at bunker hill in indiana so about six weeks ago frank c drake and mrs kohler 
posing as husband and wife, came to Bunker Hill, which is a small town eight miles south of Peru, Indiana. They rented the Park Hotel. They did a really good business, and the place was always full. Christmas night, they had a dance, um, during which time some of the boarders became boisterous, and they were arrested and fined. So there's this whole backstory going on. A few days after this, a daughter of Mrs. Kohler, um, whose name was unknown, she's the daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Kohler. They have a daughter and a son. Um, so the daughter of Mrs. Kohler and a grass widow came to Bunker Hill to live with her mother. And with her also came a love-stricken youth by the name of S.M. Shook. On Saturday morning last, George Kohler and Jay Harper also arrived in Bunker Hill. Mrs. Kohler discovered the husband first, and the first thing that people at the village knew, a sign was slapped on the door of the hotel stating that it was closed. The blinds were all drawn and no one was allowed to enter. This continued on throughout the day. Mr. Kohler attempted to secure a warrant for the arrest of his wife and attempted to forcibly enter the premises. This state of affairs brought on the town marshal, who is M.A. Lawless who did some really good police work but failed to grasp the idea that he could make an arrest and also secure the reward at hand. Remember, there's a $2,000 reward. Lawless was the bearer of notes between the people. Um, he set up a note system of communication between Mr. and Mrs. Kohler. Um, Mrs. Kohler sent a letter to Mr. Kohler stating, you must go away, George, and not molest me, or I tell them I know about the stall murder. Can you prove where you were at on that night? Now, Mr. Kohler was illiterate, so with him being unable to read, his friend Mr. Harper translated the letter for him. Harper had induced Kohler to return to Toledo with him, claiming that it was for his best interest to do so. And they drove to Peru, Indiana on Sunday evening. Um, they stayed in a hotel. And while there, Mr. Harper started a correspondence with the chief of police at Toledo, Ohio by telegraph, with the result that he and his friend would be turned over to police of Toledo upon their arrival. It's stated but not known that the daughter and Mr. Harper both had a finger in this whole pie, but hardly believed as she proclaimed her love for Mr. Shook. Um, now, I'm going to back up just a minute because Mr. Kohler's daughter, Mr. Shook, and Mr. Harper all work together in Toledo, Ohio. Um, Mr. Shook and Mr. Harper are both photographers. So, late last evening, Mr. Drake, Mrs. Kohler, um, the daughter and the son, and Mr. Shook left Bunker Hill to go back to Indianapolis, Indiana. All of their household goods were shipped on Tuesday. From the history as given by the Chief of Police of Toledo, it would seem that Mr. Drake was a farmer near the city of Indianapolis, Indiana. He sold his farm for $2,700 and went to live with Mr. and Mrs. Kohler. This was about a year ago. One night, Mr. Kohler returned and found his wife and children missing from the home. And it took Mr. Kohler about a year to find his family. So the family first went to Muncie, Indiana, then to Crown Point, then to Chicago, then to Anderson, then to Logansport, and finally they settled down in Bunker Hill. 
Now, Mr. Harper, as I mentioned before, had a studio, a photography studio in Toledo, Ohio, and Mr. Shook and Mr. Kohler's daughter were in his employ. Mr. Shook had bought a revolver while in Bunker Hill um, with the intention of killing Mr. Kohler, but that revolver was taken from him by the marshal. Now, the chief of police of Toledo was in Bunker Hill. Um, he left for Indianapolis in order to secure Mrs. Kohler and any evidence that came with that. There is a strong chain of circumstantial evidence that's woven about Mr. Kohler, and it would seem pretty thoroughly shown that he is the man who killed Mrs. Stahl. So our plot has seriously thickened here. Now we move on to um, the 5th of January. And on the 5th of January in Salem, Ohio, George Kohler has now been arrested for the murder of Mrs. Gottlieb Stahl of Toledo on the evidence that was furnished from his divorced wife. On January 6th in Portsmouth, Ohio, the headlines read, she betrayed him. And the story goes, nine years ago, a widowed shopkeeper named Stahl was found murdered in her storeroom on West Monroe Street. It has been nine years. I do wanna make sure that that is clear. New Year's, George Kohler, a market trader, now before he was listed as a peddler, was arrested for the crime on information from his divorced wife in Peru, Indiana. Mrs. Kohler wanted the $3,000 reward. Um, Chief of Police Rates has returned from Indianapolis. He secured Mrs. George Kohler on the complaint of whom the police arrested George Kohler, her husband, for the murder of Mrs. Stahl nine years ago. Mrs. Stoller, Kohler was taken before the prosecuting attorney for examination. It turns out that she was not as first stated divorced from Mr. Kohler and is still his lawful wife. Because of this relationship, she was unable to give any evidence against Mr. Kohler, who will be released. The police firmly believe that Mr. Kohler is the man who murdered Mrs. Stahl. So the ending of this case goes that um, they had four potential murderers all of them got off scot-free. How devastating for this family. The Saul family had to not only endure a heinous crime of murder, but with the police having the murderer in their grasp, but not being able to secure evidence, had to let him go. And I was unable to find anything further, so it looks like Mr. Kohler lived out the rest of his life just fine. Um, so you guys, that was some tale, right? I'm so, so excited. I thank you so much for listening today. I do want to keep my podcast audio pretty um, short and sweet. So I am trying to keep it to just a couple cases um, per recording. And I'm trying to find out as much as I can about these cases. They are so interesting. I hope you guys are enjoying the stories as much as I am. Um,
on a great adventure um, of murder and true crime in Toledo, Ohio in 1884. And um, may the Stahl family rest in peace. Um, Mrs. Stahl, you know, she's just trying to keep the shop that um, her husband started. Her husband, Mr. Gottlieb Stahl, he was actually born in 1833 in Wittenberg, Germany. He died on the 20th of December in 1873. Um, he was a butcher and um, the Stahl family had um, two children. They had uh, two daughters, Lizzie Stahl and Lena Stahl. So um, just a little background on them. I want to thank you guys so much for listening, for supporting me in this journey. I'm really, really excited. Um, I will be running my podcast every other Thursday for the entire 2023 season. And it is all going to be about true crime. So join me next Thursday for Crime Travel in Toledo, Ohio. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day.